they're worried about paying bills and things like that. What they forget or maybe never realize in the first place is that there's lots of business owners out there. There's lots of clients out there that money is not their main concern. Most entrepreneurs start their business working with customers who can't afford to pay large sums of money for their services. On top of that, if you're an entrepreneur or thinking of becoming one, you might be afraid to charge what your services are actually worth. And trust me, we've all been there. So today, I'm joined by Joe Kasherba, one of the country's most successful growth entrepreneurs. And throughout the podcast, he's going to show you how to know your value and charge what you're really worth. Joe is a founder of Kasherba Web Design Group. And he's grown his freelance web design practice from selling $300 websites to $30,000 websites. <laughs> Talk about charging what you're worth. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Well, I am dying to know, Joe, what is the difference between building a $300 website and a $30,000 website? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, some of it's experience. You know, I, I started out when I was in high school and um, I was still learning things and figure th figuring things out. But um, probably the biggest thing was was really understanding uh, understanding that my purpose was to, to solve problems and to actually um, deliver results for businesses, for clients, rather than to build them a website just so they could get that sort of that get that task checked off their to look to do the to to do list. I think that's the highest level view of it. Wow. And at what point in your design career did that aha moment click for you? It was a slow it was a slow process over a over a long period of time. You know, one of the things that one of the things that happened was, you know, so I I started the freelance business in high school and then it was something I did on the side all through high school and college. And in college, I had this experience where I was really busy with finals week, and there was somebody that – it was a referral or something like that, somebody that I was talking to that was interested in the website. And at that point, I was charging maybe $500 or $700 at the most for a website, and uh, I just really didn't have the time. To, to do the, the project at this point. So I said, well, what about $1,800? I just charged like more than twice what I usually charged. And they paid it. And so it was this really this aha moment that I was charging drastically less than, than I needed to be charging. And then I started going about thinking, well, you know, how much could I charge or, um, you know, what's really going on here? And that was sort of one of the turning points. Wow. So specifically with regards to solving the business challenge of your customers, uh, when, do you, when did that come into play as the most dominant thing that you're looking at? Because when I think of web design, I know that we want to make sites attractive and have SEO and, and have all the bells and whistles. Uh, but I'm hearing you say that it, it takes actually solving a problem that may or may not be um, design-based. Uh, when, did, when did that click for you? Hmm. I don't, you know, I think it was, it was um, I think a, a big piece of it was when I, as I started to learn more about marketing, um, 
reading a lot of books on marketing and copywriting and sales and things like that. And one of the big themes in all of the marketing and, and copywriting and sales books that I read is um, creating a product or service based on what the client needs instead of based on what you think is cool. And so I, I really started sort of shifting my focus to more and more to thinking about what the what the clients wanted. And so I would go back and look at the different clients that I have in the past and say, okay, you know, what did they really want? Like why did they actually buy this website? And really spend some time thinking about it. And I kept realizing and thinking back to different things that they'd said that you know that construction company mentioned that they want more of these kinds of construction jobs and that was what it was really about not the website or this particular client was talking about how um they just had um you know I had a, a sort of a garage door company that just you know hired some people and got this um like a, a crew together that was going to go out and fix people's garage and they were spending all this money on this crew, but they didn't have any way to actually get calls for people that wanted their, their garage doors fixed. And so, um, it wasn't about the website. It was about getting this team to work and, um, bringing the leads in to do that. And so, um, you know, I, I wish it was a specific moment, but it was this ongoing process of understanding more and more that it's it's not about me, it's not about selling the websites, it's about understanding what those businesses are going through and identifying that, sort of diagnosing that, and saying, here's what we need to do to actually solve it. Joe, that is an incredible point where you say it's not about me because I know as a business owner and some of the business owner friends that I talk to, we start our businesses because we feel that things should be done a certain way or we feel like we have the answer to life's uh, pressing questions and businesses pressing questions. But I'm hearing you say that <laughs> it's not about you as the person that's starting the, the company. <laughs> It's about what your customers want. Absolutely. And, you know, if we drop it down, you know, from this sort of theoretical uh, level to something really tactical, you know, if, if I'm looking at um, meeting with a potential client and doing that consultation, one of the things that I see a lot of web designers do when they do a consultation with a potential client is they go in talking about all the cool stuff they can do. We can do this plugin and we make and make it do this and that and all the cool stuff they can do. Um, what I do when I go and I meet with a potential client is I just ask a ton of questions. I'm asking more and more questions about what are they trying to accomplish? What action do they want visitors to take when they go to the website? What are, you know, why did they want to talk about a website in the first place? You know, what's going on with their business? What's going on with their sales? Keeping asking all these questions all about them and really trying to drill in and figure out what they're, what they actually want. And we hardly ever you know, in, in a lot of times, a lot of times I'll, I'll do a consultation and hardly ever even talk about me or what we can do for them. And it's more about lots of talking about what they want and what's going on and, and, and that kind of thing. I love it. I love it. That's very actionable. So for those that are listening, we can, when we're in a sales meeting or when we're in a prospecting meeting, make it all about the customer and get them talking. I love that. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I always think you know, sale, sales is not about you 
convincing somebody to buy something. It's about you identifying what they want and then positioning your product or service as the solution to it. Uh, that makes sales a little less intimidating because a lot of times sales can be considered as, oh, I have to convince or, oh, I have to persuade and, oh, I have to, you know, it's an uphill climb. But if you're making it about the solutions that that the customer wants and you just say how you're able to solve their solution specifically, then that can really take the pressure off of the sales conversation and make it more about the, the customer knowing that you're there for them. That's that's exactly right. It's, it shouldn't be a pers- it shouldn't really be a persuasive thing. It should be a you're going to that consultation to to figure out what's going on, and then if it does in fact sound like a good fit, you can say yes, we can definitely help you, and here's how it would work. But that's only once you've really figured out what's going on, what's actually going on. Excellent. Well, we're joined by Joe Kasherba, who is the founder. He started this in high school, so he's leaps and bounds uh, ahead of where I was in high school. I wasn't even thinking about running a business <laughs> in high school, but he's the founder of Kasherba Web Design Group. So I, I did have a question here about asking you if you struggled with pricing, and it sounds like from the story that it's been sort of an evolution for you. But uh, I wanted to bring up this, this Forbes article that I read recently that said, uh, many entrepreneurs don't reach their full potential because they can't sell to the right clients at the right time for the right price. Why is it so hard to nail pricing structure? Yeah, I've been thinking about this lately. And um, I I think one of the biggest things is that um, what, what a lot of people don't realize, especially if they're freelancers or especially if they're you know, just starting out and maybe um, their own finances are a problem or, or you know, they've always been in a, um, in a situation where, where they're worried about paying bills and things like that. What they forget or maybe never realize in the first place is that there's lots of business owners out there. There's lots of clients out there that – Money is not their main concern. And and so, you know, when I'm meeting with somebody and I'm selling them a website, whether that's a $5,000 website or a $30,000 website, the price tag is not the main thing they're focused on. They're focused on, you know, what's this going to bring me in terms of leads or sales, or they're maybe they're focused on, um, you know, some particular thing we're building. You know, we've built websites that um, – you had internal purposes like they were, you know, a, a product catalog or some internal system. But the point is they're focused on what they're getting and they're not focused on that price tag. And I I think a lot of people that that are struggling with finances or have already struggled have always struggled with with their own finances forget that a, that a lot of these business owners in, are in the situation where uh, you know, the money is not so scarce as maybe their time or um, – and for whatever reason, they're not focused on the cost. They're focused on what they're getting. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And we could <laughs> – Joe, we could literally end this podcast right now and, and you can drop the mic because <laughs> that that solves a lot of people's problems. We we think that we are our customer. I I, I tell people, you know – I am not my customer. So the needs that I have are different than the needs of my customer. The uh, positioning of my business and where I'm trying to go 
is different than the positioning of my customer's business and where they're trying to go. And so you're right. If, if there are people that um, feel like they or that know they're in particular financial straits or if they would um, evaluate things based on a price first decision as opposed to a, a ROI uh, first decision, um, if you start to think that you are your customer, that could be a reason why you're failing because you aren't looking for those people where that you're not looking for those people that know that money doesn't matter. I mean, sure, I'll pay what it is, but I know that I, I want those results. Yeah, and what you said about you not being your customer is is such a good point because the 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 related piece to this this whole money and finances piece is that. Being the expert on whatever it is, whether that's web design or something else, you forget that other people aren't. And so something that seems trivial to you, you know, set you know, to a web designer setting up a, a WordPress website, installing a plugin, you know, setting up something like that seems trivial, not a big deal. But to that business owner, that person that knows nothing about web design, that's that's wizardry. That's like pure magic being able to do that kind of stuff. And smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And so <laughs> so that so you add the fact that somebody's thinking thinks that everybody else is worried about price only and thinks that and forgets that what they do is actually a really valuable skill and an expertise, you end up in this situation where you're charging drastically less than you should be. Hey, well, Joe, I think we can put a pin on that conversation of pricing because you really nailed it. And I think that our listeners are are going to have their eyes opened and, and just hungry to get into that next sales conversation. Fabulous. Let's, let's talk about your story uh, for a bit. What made you want to start your business? You know what? I always had an entrepreneurial um, I- interest. I remember the f- the first thing that I ever wanted to do when I was like, I don't know, maybe four or five years old was that I, I told my parents that I wanted to own a cheese factory when I grew up. So I, I never ended up starting a cheese factory, but I always <laughs> I was always thinking entrepreneurial. Um, but in terms of the web design business, what happened was I had a group of friends in high school that had a band and they were playing at this local restaurant. And so the first real entrepreneurial thing I ever did was I took a a video camera and I, I filmed them playing at this local restaurant. And then I told, sold videotapes of that, of them playing to their parents. And that was my first entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, and then from there, I had this idea to do a to do a video production business. And I set up a website. I learned how to build a website uh, for that video production business that I was trying to start. Um, and I never really got any video production clients, but people all of a sudden started asking me for websites. And so that video production business sort of morphed into a, a, a web design business. And that's really how it got started. Well, you're you're a guy after my own heart, man, because my first uh, business experience was managing a band. So uh, okay, cool. We we would have made a great team. You <laughs> film the you film the band and sell it, and I I book more shows for you to film. That would have been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what what are some of the the top uh, opportunities that you are excited about um, with, with your business? in the next couple of months or so. What 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 excites you about your business? Yeah, absolutely. So, 
so um, about two years ago, I started this new business where I'm helping freelance web designers and web agency owners grow, uh, sort of start or grow their businesses. And so that's I'm, I'm really excited about that business. We fairly recently launched a Facebook group for everybody that I'm working one-on-one with. Um, and so I'm really excited about building this community of web designers and agency owners and almost working as a team in this community to grow all of our businesses. And so I'm really excited about that. Uh, that's, that community's starting to grow, and, and I'm excited for where that's going to go. Joe, if you could share the social handle for that and also for your business as well as we bring it to a close. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So on the on that side, where I'm working with other web designers and agency owners, you can find out more there at joekasherba.com. And on the, the web design agency side, um, that's kasherbawebdesign.com. Well, for those listening, thank you for joining us on the Business Life and Coffee podcast, where every conversation makes you a better entrepreneur and win in life beyond business. Be sure to leave a five-star review on iTunes if you like the show and find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joey V Price HR to take the conversation further. Until next time. I've had over a hundred episodes of the Business Life and Coffee podcast, which means I've spoken to at least 100 guests on the show. But I'm curious, who should I interview next? I want to hear from you. Be sure to tweet me at Joey V Price HR or connect with me on Instagram at Joey V Price HR and let me know who's that guest that I should be bringing on and what should we be talking about. This show is all about you and for you as entrepreneur out there making it happen. So I want to make sure that these conversations are valuable and meaningful. So when you get a chance, connect with me on social media and also leave a five-star review on iTunes. That lets me know what you like about the show and ways that we can improve. And now let's get back to the show. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at Jumpstart HR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together.